Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. A big shout out to our single moms, yeah. right? And our, and our spiritual moms, right? Spiritual moms. And also adoptive moms and foster moms. Because you know why? They choose. They choose. It's a choice, right? Yeah. It's a choice to love love somebody else's kid like their own. So thank you, thank you. We love you, we appreciate you. Feel you today, I pray that you feel like you're just overwhelmingly loved and appreciated and praised and encouraged in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. <laughs> One more time, give it up. One for Jesus, right? We did it all. I wanna tell you a couple things real quick. Um, as always, we recognize that this is not an easy day for everyone. Um, it's a hard day for some of you. Some of you have recently maybe lost your mom this year or even very recently, and that's hard. It's a hard thing. Some of you have lost children. Um, some of you maybe have uh, never conceived a child. And so we recognize that this isn't an easy day, and so there's a, there's a real juxtaposition of celebration and pain sometimes. And um, here's what I know and what we've been praying for is that you have needs, and whatever your need is, the Lord knows about it, he cares, and he has the answer. He himself is that answer for that. So if you need healing today, he has healing. Amen. If you need hope, he has hope. If you need joy in your life, Amen. he has joy, peace, patience, everything you need. He's all sufficient, and he's willing to give it. So there's a journey that we want to we take today. But before we go any further, Annette, I just want to pray. I want to pray for us, for everybody in the house today. So would you bow your heads with me? Father, we thank you for your presence here. Lord, we don't take it lightly. We, we come to this building week in and week out. and uh, We're not here for any of the, the stuff that's in this building. We're here for you, Lord, for you alone. And I pray that as we sit here today on this Mother's Day 2023, we will recognize that you have everything that we need, that you are more than enough. And while there's joy in the room, there's also a little bit of pain in the room today. So yes. you, you have the answer for it all. You yes. are that answer, God. So we just turn to you again. We say, have your way in this place and deposit into every single person in this room everything that they need today to continue on and advance the kingdom. We love you. We honor and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We, um, we used to, how many of you grew up going to church and they always had like a Mother's Day trinket or something, right, for moms or like a, a rose or something like that? Years ago, we stopped doing it. I just... It's not that we didn't want to give you something. We started doing something else instead. And so I want to always like to, to make that announcement. And honor of all the, the women, spiritual moms, adoptive moms, uh, birth moms, all of this stuff, we like to make some donations. Um, one is we do to Casa Shalom in San Lucas, Guatemala. It's an orphanage that takes care of anywhere between 80 and 100 kids as they get adopted out and go back to their families. Um, we, we help feed, clothe, educate them monthly, but then we give an extra donation on right. Mother's Day uh, so they can continue to do the work there, right there in Guatemala, outside, about 45 minutes outside of Guatemala City. Beautiful place. I've been there seven times. And the second one is we give to the Heartbeat of Miami here, who helps um, minister to, to ladies and to protect unborn children. You know, we, we, we have a responsibility to stand for unborn children. Uh, they can't defend themselves, and so it's part of our job to defend for them and to say, hey, life matters, and yes, it absolutely know. matters. Right. And 
we want to make sure that we really are pro-life. And so, so part of that means um, not just standing and cheering every time, but also putting our money where our mouth is and helping unborn babies in this, not just this season, but all the time. So um, this journey that I said we're going to be on today, we're going to try to make it short, right? You? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Praise Saints, praise. It's going to be great. But we want to make sure that we put an emphasis um, not just on mothers today, but really everybody. There's something for everyone in today's message. If you're a kid in this place, you're like, how is something for me? Well, there's something for you. We're going to tell you how to behave. Um, and, and all the parents said, amen, right? And then that's one. And then we're going to move on and we're going to talk to the husbands and dads and and of course, mothers too, and it's going to be great. But we know there's a journey and difference between maybe being a mom and a mother. Not all of that we're going to tackle today, but we want to see what the, what the word says to us exactly. today. Exactly. When we, uh, you know, preparing for this to come, and I was really praying the Lord, you know, what you want me to say to all the moms, including myself. I'm a mom, and um, you know, uh, you know, moms, you know, the term of moms can bring a lot of mixed emotions, right? And you might have a mother that, you know. Uh, you think, you know, there was bad and good or, uh, you know, mixed emotions. But, you know, for me, my mom still is not a believer. It's ongoing prayer, right? And uh, to my, my mother in grace also, you know, years ago when Pastor Rich was called to minister to church, and I asked myself, I said, Lord, do I have enough? Do I have what it takes to be a mother, to be a good mom, a great mom, and godly mother? So the Lord was really dealing with me, and, uh, and uh, clearly I, I heard his voice was saying, you better know your Bible. <laughs> you better know me, because that's the only way. That's the only way we can be a good mom, a great mom, a godly mom, because we have to know him. Yeah. We have to know him so well in order to accomplish that. Amen. So let's today we're talking about the, the roles of uh, being a mother, right? And and here everybody knows mom, you uh, mom cares, right? Mom educates, mom teaches, mom trains, mom disciplines, right? But a godly mother is so much more because he's gonna make sure his child live on earth, also live forever. Mm, that's good. Forever. There's a story. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to be going over. The story in, in First Kings, sorry. First Kings, when Solomon was judging, judging the dead mother, and, you know, the, the child somehow died, and, and the other mother switched, you know, there's, 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 there's a child, it's a living child, a dead child, right? And then King Solomon was known for his wisdom. They took his court. King, King, uh, Solomon said, you know what, that's easy. Let's get a sword, and then, you know, half and a half. And then the true mother, what did, he, what did she say? No, let him live. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Let our children live. Not only on earth, but we have responsibility to prepare them live for eternity, right? So Proverbs 180 says, hear my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. So a lot of mother's teaching in the scripture. Because Proverbs also 29, 15 says the rod and the reproof gives wisdom. Okay, the rod, you know, the rod, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the shoes, <laughs> the shoes can be, right? And the spoon, right? Uh, it gives, gives wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame. 
to his mother. So mothers, I want to I want to hear. I you know listen to my heart. Nobody's nobody's enough. Christ is enough. I want to say to you today is that you know sometimes rod, sometimes reproof are、uh, very painful. Painful. I don't want to do that part. I I don't. I really I I try my hardest to let Mitch do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But it's necessary, right? What I'm trying to say is, when your child is young, you ought to teach them everything about the Lord, everything about the Lord. You know why? Because you're helping yourself. Yeah. Because when they grow up, they're like, "Well, I don't know what to do. They're in trouble, Janet. You know, they're only ten years old. What I'm gonna do? Well, when that's when they're zero, you are gonna help yourself by teaching them, training them, disciplining them, love them, care for them, pointing them constantly to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, He's the way. He's the He's the resurrection. He's the life. There's hope. There's life all the time. All the time. Amen. Amen. And so I did the LPC survey. Actually, I sent out a bunch of messages to our LPC moms. So here's the question. The question is, how can my husband help me to be a better mother? LPC husband, are you nervous? <laughs> right now, yes or no? Because I'm about to tell the result. Okay. It looks like our husbands, number one, from the text message, make the conclusion. LPC husband, are you ready to help a little more? Do more chores. <laughs> Okay, good, good. That's awesome. Looks like moms do so much, right? I feel like I feel like half my life, half my time is cleaning. I don't know. I'm just always cleaning. Like I, I cook and clean, 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 clean all the time. So what I'm trying to say is that the wives, the mothers of LPC, is asking husband, "Can you please do more chores?" Okay, number one. Number two, leading spiritually. That's what I'm leading spiritually. We are lying to be led. Okay, we long to our husband leading us. We'll continue because a lot of you guys are spiritual leading. So, yeah, give yourself a round of applause. Number three, it looks like we're a little bit stingy with our words because the LPC mom said we need more encouragement, a little more praise. So, here's an assignment for all of our dads here. Please go home or right now tell your wife. Right now, tell your tell your wife. How beautiful she is, and how great a mom she is. Okay. The last one is availability. Available. Be present. Because you know now we have this enemy. We have this enemy. You hear me? Sometimes, in my mind, I'm plotting. Okay. I'm plotting when when Pastor Rich is on the phone. I'm like,、mm, somehow this phone is gonna be somehow removed or cannot be found or detected. She just sends me a text. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? So we have to be super intentional to 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 do so,、uh, to be able to you know spend more time and be present and 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 right, I'm, right, I'm right? here, babe. I'm、yes. right here. I'm not、yes. going anywhere. Present. <laughs> We have a lot of fun. Hey, by, by the way, guys, thanks for all that ammo that I had to hear about、uh, all week long. Appreciate that. Good job. <laughs> Keep holding it down, guys. We're getting better. We're getting better, right? We're not perfect, but we are getting better. Do those things, right? Um, I've told you a thousand times before, men. You're never more attractive to your spouse than when you're doing the dishes. That's right. right. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Do dishes. You're looking for the proof. You know. <laughs> Make it happen, guys.、Uh, the leading spiritually thing, of course, that's the number one. That's just where it came out on the list. But you know, she said it. But I want to say it very clearly. Every woman in life is designed. To crave at their deepest thing in life, to be led to Jesus, whether they know it or not, that is the core. It's right there in the middle of everything. So make sure you do that. Encourage them, 
and be present. It is a challenge like in our, in our world to be present and be in the room. Uh, Ephesians 5.25, we know it well, but husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. The giving part, I think most of us, the guys were like, okay, if somebody comes in my house, then I will give up my life for them. Yes, but will you give up your couch time to help with the dishes? That's like uh, probably a bigger ask, right? Uh, the laying down your life part, you got that down. You got that sorted out. But will you get up and help with the laundry? And um, that is a, is a big question you have to answer. You know, I don't, I don't like, like this idea of like proving. But Paul did tell Timothy to make full proof of your ministry. Your first ministry is in the home. So you should, there should be proof. There should be fruit of your relationship and your care and your love right, and your leading, and your help, and your togetherness, and your encouragement, and your praise. So let's talk uh, about what kids need from their mom, and we just said a little bit of it, but uh, this idea of presence, right? Yes, be present with your children. Be present with your children. Uh, well, I want to take you to the, the, the book of Deuteronomy, right? Deuteronomy was, was God's giving law to Moses. He was basically teaching the Israelites, and today us, through his mouth. What he said is, Deuteronomy 6, 6 uh, to 7, he said, you must commit yourself wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, right here, the whole thing, right, to those commandments that I'm giving you today, and repeat them again and again to your children. God's law, right? The commandments. Repeat. I, le- I know, sometimes I repeat so much myself, Grace will finish my sentence. Anyway, uh, <laughs> repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, Right? We're on the road because we do take road trips and we spend a lot of time in our cars, right? And, and when you go into bed, talk about that, reading the story, Bible story, uh, Sunday school story, we are getting up. So what I'm trying to say here is you've got to be moms. You know, I know it's a challenge. I know you have so much to do. I know you have so much responsibility. Also, this culture, this, this world doesn't make it easy. Because years ago, I was talking to uh, one of the elders, Dan Bard, and he said, you know, my mother had 10 children, and then my mother was able to stay at home and raise all of us up. But now, you have 10 children, nine of them better be working <laughs> to make, it, to make the, the food on the table. When we, what, what I'm trying to say, be aware, because everything else, moms, everything else was going to take your time away. You feel like you cannot make this priority, but they need you. Be present. Be present and repeat those commitments to them day and night. Yeah, and I, I want to add a word to that, right, this idea of presence. But just because you're in the room doesn't mean you're involved. There needs to be some involvement. And a lot of times kids or children or spouses even don't want you involved, right? You ever heard a kid say, like, this is, stay out of my room? It's like, this isn't your room. Did you pay rent here? Did you start, like, contributing in some way? Because I'll... Tear this door down and burn it to the ground. You know, this is my room, right? And I'm going to be involved in your life and in uh, purpose. So, not and it's not always like that. Here's what you might not know: is that kids are actually craving that. We think. I mean, we were just talking about this this week yes. that a lot of a lot of parents think all my kid wants to do is play games. No, that's not true. The polls actually said that they actually want to hang out with you. But we've created this narrative in our, that they only want to do this. No, they're dying to have a great relationship with you. They're craving it, just like the wives are craving to be spiritually. So are the kids. So make sure that that, that happens and this involvement that happens. Yeah, we're talking about involvement. We're talking about interacting, right? Interacting face-to-face, right? Uh, discussing problems, right? What is good? What is bad? What, what, what's going on? Thinking. The process of, process of life together. A lot of times I ask, what were you thinking? 
right? The mother said that, what were you thinking? One day she, was, she came home with the gigantous uh, three uh, Jimmy Johns. I'm like, Bay, I'll ask you to do small, just me and dad and somebody else. Well, I didn't know, I, it was $55. I, I, I said, well, what were you thinking, <laughs> right? So what I'm saying is really, really just, you know, just a lot of things, things teach them, you know, what the way you think, you know, what, does that make sense, right? A lot of interaction and conversations and this and that, right? Uh, Proverbs 25, it says, the purpose of man, a man's heart is like deep water. But a man with understanding will dry it out. What I'm trying to say is when they, sometimes even, even my husband, okay, I'm, 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 sometimes he's, he's, you know, so much going on, uh, even our children too, at a certain time in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a child's world, sometimes they, they're just so uh, wall up in, in their own world, they're thinking about their friends and so and so said this and that. So it takes the understanding mother or father to draw it out. It's like drawing water. It's, the well is very deep, right? But you know what? When you have Jesus, everything changes. Yeah. And when you have Jesus, you, you're more intentional, so you got to draw it out every single day and replace it with instruction from the Lord and Absolutely, and that's what, like one of the, of the one Lord. of the things is like this this teaching that you talked about so much at the beginning. This that's one of the great things that that moms and dads should do. I mean, how many of you have been tutoring in math this year, right? You like you know it's by default that it comes to you, right? I remember praying because this one's mathematical, and then my daughter's mathematical, and I'm not at all, right? So I was like, well, my daughter outgrew my my math skills in like third grade, and uh, <laughs> I was like, it's just. You know, I you never talk to your mom about that. You know what I mean? But there is a teaching aspect that a comes lot over. A lot of aspects. You know, you mothers are natural teachers. Did you know that? Some of you guys are homeschooled. You didn't have a degree, but you homeschooled successfully, yeah. right? See that? You're a natural teaching teacher, right? So with a lot of teaching when they're, you know, along the way, especially when they're small, right? So, so I, was, I, was, I was looking at the scripture, right? And what, what really to, to, to bring it out, you know? And in general, you got to teach your children, you know, the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Yes. To fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. Uh, let me tell you, here's a true example. When a family coming to the church have no idea, have no idea a church setting, a pastor, a pastor's wife, or church member, nothing, nothing like that. And the church attends, uh, children attends the church. The ones that attend the church, well, pastor, oh, I better behave. You see, just that makes the difference because it, it, it makes it easier. Teach them, teach them the commandments, Sunday school. Teach them, you know, songs about the Lord, right? I mean, all, all of those, you know, the, the song of Moses were basically t telling what? Telling the wonderful deeds that God had done through, through Moses, right? right. So let's, let's, I'm taking out one, one portion of the scripture. I want to give you an example of what I'm talking about, which is Psalm 78. Psalm 78 written by a guy, his name is uh, Asaph. Asaph was a, a, a Levite. When you think about church people, you are church people. Levite, when you, mention the, when you, when you hear the uh, uh, Levite, the tribal Levite, they're lawyers. You know why? Because they know the Torah. Yeah. They know God's law. So he was resigning in the court of King David. His job was to teach. He also was a musician. He was a music teacher as well. So that's why he wrote a lot of songs, song, song of Psalms, right? Okay, so here it says, here, give ear, my people, to my teaching, the Lord's teaching, right? Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. What I'm saying is he almost feel like he's pinching your ears, like, like pay attention, right? I will open my mouth in parable, which is later on Jesus came, right? The parables, utter dark saying from the old. 
Number three says, verse three says, things that we have heard and known and that our Father has told us. Now we're recording the Bible, right? I mean, you have a Bible. We're blessed to have that, all of that. And then verse four says, we will not hide them from their children, but to tell the coming generations. You see what I'm saying? To tell the coming generations. Tell them what? The wondrous deeds of the Lord. Amen? And his might. And then the wonders that he has done. And he established a testimony in Jacob and pointed the law in Israel, which he commanded for our fathers to teach what? Their children. The next generation might know them and the children yet unborn. And arise and tell them to their children. What I'm saying, there's four generations here. Our responsibility, not only just making sure our kids, but our kids' kids, our kids' kids' kids, and our kids' 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 kids. You see that? The godly heritage has to remain in the family, and that's the best inheritance for your children. Amen? Amen. We sang it earlier. He's faithful through generations, right? Here's what I know as we're trying to teach them. We're trying to instruct them. Um, kids are terrible at doing what you say. Yes or no? They're, they're terrible. It's like, go clean your room. You come back 30 minutes later, they haven't done one thing. Say, what happened? Because they're terrible at doing what you say. But listen to this. They're very good at doing what you do. They're very good at that. And probably whatever you do, they will do in excess. Whatever you do in moderation, they will do in excess. Right? That's what, and, and if it's the good godly things, that's what we want. It's like we want them to go after God in excess, right? So I, I want to make sure you understand that. We're only just telling our kids, but as we teach, we're doing some things. And one of those things is we discipline them. And, and that's a hard thing for some of you. Some of you grew up in a heavy handed environment, literally. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not okay just to beat on people, that's not okay. However, there is some instruction that needs to happen. There's teaching, she already said it the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And we draw a line and we stay consistent with that line. The number one thing that you can do in discipline is to be consistent. And right away, they'll challenge you because after you've worked all day, right, you come home and you tell your kid, hey, knock it off. And you're sitting on the couch. They're going to test you. They're going to say, I I bet you won't come off that couch. (laughs) And it's funny because one, two, three goes universal. Uno, dos, tres, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I try. They all count to three, but the result is the same if you don't get off the couch. And they will test you. So to be consistent, you got to like, hey, I told you. And now there's consequences to that. Proverbs 13, 24 says, and even the world knows this, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. But those who love their children care enough to discipline them. You've heard me say this a thousand times from here. I'll say it a thousand more. If you don't discipline your children, society will. And it is horrible to watch a mom stand before and try to get a word with the judge. The judge ain't listening to a mom. He's not listening to her. (laughs) He's like, that's your son. Of course you're going to tell me good things about him. But he's in trouble because he has been allowed to run. Proverbs 19, 18, discipline your children, listen to this, while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. And some of you are like, oh, I don't want to discipline my kids. And like, I don't want to do this. And, you know, I don't believe in spanking. And I go, I can tell. Your kid's a maniac. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it's the truth, right? And, like, if you don't get them, 
right? They will get you. And I don't care if you use the chancleta or a spoon or a, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever you're going to get, they, they need to get something consistently. And believe it or not, I'm probably going to get a call from the police after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong, I'm telling you. It's not wrong. You ever, I, wa I watch people in the store sometimes, and it's like you see a little kid, and I was like, come on. And the little kid's like, shut up. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to come out of retirement right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, take it off my belt. <laughs> it's, like, it's what it feels like sometimes. Don't you ever talk to your kid. I've told kids before, don't talk to your mom that way. And she's like, don't talk to my kid that way. I'm like, all right, talk to her that way. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going home to a house of peace. <laughs> Proverbs 22, 15 says, a youngster's heart is filled with foolishness. Of course it is. We, that's why we don't let kids vote, because they're foolish. But physical discipline will drive that far away, right? We got to drive it out of them. It's a challenge. And, uh, but one of the best things that we can do, right, is really just model good behavior. That's right. Modeling with integrity. I think a lot of times I have a conversation is really uh, coming to know that when the kids or, you know, having problem, they realize that the parents bring the hammer down, right? Like, hey, you, you can't do that. This, we're in crisis right now. And so, so what happened is when you hear the kids, they said, you know what, uh, Pastor Janet, you know, when, when my parents, I know my, God is in my parents' life, but, but we didn't understand the Bible. Our parents didn't teach us Bible, how to read the Bible. So all of a sudden, I feel like uh, they bring the Bible as a weapon, like now you got to sin law against the God. What, did you, what have you done? So what I'm trying to say is really we ought to learn from, you know, the scriptures and, and, and then to model that for our children. And sometimes I know, I know, and I, the responsibilities, sometimes you are tired, sometimes somebody's bothering you from work, sometimes your boss is, your boss is really breathing down your neck. You feel you have a thousand things to do, but put God first and go to church anyway. Go to church anyway. You can make an hour, an hour and a half, go to church. Make it a priority because you know why? Kids, and certain times they will not read their Bible because they, they don't understand the words and they cannot read. But, but you know what? One thing they're going to do, they're going to read you. They are absolutely going to read you. Amen? So model that with integrity. So it's going to be beneficial for you and our children as well. Absolutely. Proverbs 10, 9 says, people with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. Man, kids, can, they can expose some stuff, can't they? <laughs> I was telling a story the other day about my uncle who was a pastor of pastors. And uh, when his kids were little, he, was, he didn't want them to have all the sugar and the snacks and stuff, but he still wanted to have them, right? Some of you are like that. And I remember that he would, he would sneak out of the house and like go behind the shed and eat a Snickers or something. <laughs> My cousin Jessica, she's really smart and was, and she's still extremely well-spoken, well-read, but at a very, very young age, she could just speak these incredibly wonderful sentences. And so she, she climbed up on my uncle's lap and he had been outside, you know, partaking in some snacks. <laughs> and see, she, she crawled up on, a, on his lap and she got in his mouth and said, I smell something. <laughs> Right? She exposed them for what was going on there. And while it's a cute story about, you know, eating snacks behind a shed, the 
there's some stuff in your life as parents that's got to be dealt with. It will come to life. And you don't want it exposed by your children. Because again, what you do in moderation, your kids will do in excess. And I, I don't want it to be like that for you. So we're kind of bringing full circle all the way around this. We start asking questions like, okay, like what, well, like what do moms need from us, from, from kids and from you know, husbands? What do spiritual kids need from us? What do dads need from children and children need from dads and moms? And it's all the way around. And there's one simple answer with one simple name. It's Jesus. Amen. That's Amen. it. And sometimes I like we, we make it really, really complicated. But here's what I know is that you cannot give what you don't have. And if you don't have a lot, you can't give a lot. You might have a little, but that's what you can give right? I would love it if we could, everybody probably in here wishes they had a, tons of money that we could give our kids, right? So we don't, but we like to give them a, a little bit of what we have. So, so we have a little bit of food, right? We're going to give a little bit of food and all this stuff, we would love to be able to do that. And some of you would love to be able to give a lot of Jesus, but you're just now stepping into this thing. So here's what I know is like, get as much of Jesus as you can. Amen. Amen. Like deep in you, because I cannot give what I don't have. Now, thank God he can right but I can't but I want to so now we're on we're on this journey right we're so like I don't want to be exposed and here's what I know about parents and as a parent of a daughter who's left this year as you've heard me lament and cry about um, it's a challenge right but one of my greatest we were just having this conversation yesterday and this morning that um, our daughter found her own Bible studies in her own Every church week, yes. at university like a different, not just Bible study at church, but a Bible study. And this is what Third John chapter 4 and verse 4 says, is I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. Our daughter's an academic. She's doing great on that, but there's no joy like knowing that she is following the truth. That's it. And everybody can do that. And everybody can lead that. But it takes some understanding about who we are in Christ and who he is in us and what he's going to do. And then also answering the questions, okay, if I've been deficient in this, I need help. Because I want to be present. I want to teach. I want to instruct. I want to be involved. I want to care. I want to discipline the godly way. And I want, I, want, I want them to know and I want you to know, right, that I'm going after Jesus with everything inside of me. And it matters. Would you stand with me in this room today? That's all we're trying to give everybody is Jesus. I think we've made that abundantly clear, not just today, but every day. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask my wife to, to pray over you. And as soon as she's finished, I'm going to pray over you. And um, I can pray for your, your friends and your family and your kids and your spouse right next to you. But uh, let's just take take a moment and allow the Lord to speak to our hearts today yes, and yes, continue Lord, the healing process. Yes, 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 yes. Number one, I pray that all the moms in the room or in the world that today they will feel they're loved and appreciated and praised and encouraged and even equipped to do the work that you called us long ago. And they are truly selfless and give so much and care so much and sacrifice so much. So bless the moms, bless them abundantly. Two, I pray for those moms that feel, am I enough? Am I doing a good job? 
God, I just pray that you will intervene because you, they are enough. You are our ever-present help. You're going to equip those moms. They're going to be great moms. They're going to be godly moms. Help them, Lord Jesus, Father. Yes, we are enough in you, Lord Jesus. I pray for those children who have had bad relationship with their moms or some of the moms have the guilt that I wasn't good enough. I didn't know Christ. Lord Jesus, Father God, I just pray your everlasting grace and mercy right now just rush from them and wash them. We are imperfect. That's why we needed you, Lord. Give us a new start. Teach us something. Train us. Help us to do better. For those moms that choose to love somebody that has just a stranger and make them their own children spiritually, foster moms, adoptive moms, and those, Lord, that you bless them, Lord Jesus, Father God. You bless them extra, 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 Lord. For they are instructing the children in you and bring them in, into you, Lord Jesus, Father God. We love you. We thank you. Honor you today and forever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Father, I thank you for every person represented in the room today. God, I'm thankful that you're here to meet us, never left us and forsaken us. While there has been tragedy and sorrow and grief and joy and a lot of other emotions through today, and I know there will be for the coming hours, Lord, I just pray that you yourself make yourself very real to everyone in this room, not just the moms, but everybody. God, we're children. Let us be better children more like you. Husbands, let us be better husbands, better fathers, mothers, be better mothers, more like you. It's the only way this works. Excited about what you're doing in our church. Love us with an amazing love. Special. And I pray that we all understand that today. Our hearts are in your hand. We believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that you are Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving us. Now run the show. Be the Lord. Bring healing where necessary. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we put our hands together? Tell you a couple things real quick. One, thank you for being here. Happy Mother's Day again. Uh, there's some photo spots inside and outside. It's going to be great. And uh, there's a lot happening. I know there's going to be a lot of burnt food in just a little while as the dads and the kids go to work in the kitchen. And everybody will survive. It'll be okay. And then probably everything will be very close to normal tomorrow when moms get back to the routine. God bless you guys all. And if you're first time here, welcome to the family here at LifePoint Church. We always pray a benediction, Psalm 1914. You can pray it with us today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Love you guys. See you soon.